welcome to a new episode of Time to Shine. This is your host, Oscar Santolaya. Time to Shine presents you interviews with successful public speakers who share their experience and secrets with you in a weekly podcast. Hello, everybody. Sometimes in small meeting rooms, sometimes in conferences, we often listen to company presentations. Big and small companies, the vast majority of them are making the same mistakes. Do you know what there are? We will know it very soon. I guess today is marketing consultant, presentation designer, and social media coach, Alessandra Cimatti. She has more than 25 years of experience in a variety of management roles in multinational IT companies, such as IBM, 3Com, and US Robotics. And now I have the pleasure to talk with her in this call through Milano, Italy. Alessandra, welcome to the show. Thank you, Oscar, for inviting me. It's a pleasure to have you here. Alessandra, could you tell us a bit more about yourself and your projects? Sure. Um, I, I was born in Italy, but uh, at an early age, I, I moved with my family first to, to Mexico and, and then to Florida and then to England. So, so my schooling started in Italy, but then I, I transferred to an American school system for, for the rest of my, uh, my schooling. Um, as you said, I started working for IBM. Uh, it was a great time. It was the beginning of the personal computer era. It was just released and uh, it was an exciting time. And then I came back to Italy. And uh, after I got married, I decided to slow down and, uh, and uh, work on my own. And that's when I started really focusing on uh, helping companies build the, to build effective presentations with training, with uh, consulting and so on. And now you have your own company, right? Yes, I work on independently, freelancing. Mm -hmm. Great. And since where you are involved in, in public speaking? Well, when you work for a multinational company, uh, you get lots of chances to do public speaking, especially if you are in, in marketing and, and business mm -hmm. development. So I uh, really started in IBM. Um, one thing that I can remember very well is in, uh, uh, in May of, uh, I think it was 1989, I even received an Oscar as the best female performance in, in IBM Italy. I have a little statue, like the, uh -huh. the original Oscars, and they gave them out to people who were excellent in, in presenting new products. So. Uh, I hold that very dearly because uh, it's not often you get rewarded with an Oscar for public speaking. Wow. You must have a photo of this uh, award ceremony. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, the internet was not uh, on at that time. So, you know, people took very few pictures. Nobody shared them on, uh, on Instagram. So <laughs> there's no official photograph. Okay, yeah, but anyway, congratulations for the Oscar. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, great. And now, um, going to the main topic, could you tell us what are the most typical mistakes in company presentations? Sure. Well, there are many common mistakes uh, in, uh, in this area. So, for example, one of the most common ones 
is having no clear structure and flow to a presentation. And, and this becomes apparent both in, in the speech and in the slides that go with it. Um, I think this is due because when people are asked to prepare a presentation, many times they often they look back uh, to old slides and pick out a few slides from here and from there, from different presentations, maybe even taken from other colleagues. And the result becomes, um, what you call it a slide collage, uh, which mm -hmm. may seem perfectly fine for the, for the presenter, who knows uh, what he's talking about, but becomes hard to follow for the audience. Uh, so I teach my clients to break up the presentation into a few clear topics, which are mapped to, to the presentation objectives, of course, and to signal when transitioning from one to the next. And this can be done both in the speech and using a different design on a transition slide that signals the break from one topic to the other. So, so clear structure and flow is, is certainly a, a mistake I've seen. Another issue is um, tied to the corporate template. Many companies force their employees to, to use a corporate template, but these templates do not allow much freedom in, in how you design uh, the slides. And so it makes it hard to make a, an effective presentation. These templates are sometimes developed by the advertising agencies that um, follow these companies. And um, sometimes these people are not experts in, in presentation design. They're experts in, in, in other things. So they end up adding background images or designs, or they fill the top, the side, the bottom with the fixed images and graphics that limit a lot what you can do with the content of the slides. I've seen templates that force people to insert pictures of a very specific size, like a postage stamp uh, in a specific spot on the slide, usually just besides the bullet list. So if you think that right, you know, currently <clears throat> presentation designers are teaching people to use large images and to try and avoid bullets. And so when you have these types of templates, it makes it really hard. So, so this is uh, this is a mistake. So I'm not against templates. I think um, templates are are important for for companies to to get a, a unified uh, look to to push their branding so that everybody has the same uh, style. Uh, use the company colors, maybe even certain company fonts. But you know, not everybody knows how to design a template. You can say. Then uh, if we want to continue, there's another habit mm -hmm. that I see some companies uh, um, are a bit careless about which images they choose to include in their slides and they don't pay attention to the copyright of images. People in companies sometimes use Google to find images and then just cut and paste them without looking at the copyrights. And um, they may even spend quite a long time searching for the most appropriate photograph in Google Images. Um, maybe even at the end, after a lot of time, choose an average one when they could solve the problem by searching on other sites, either free photo sites or by paying a few euros or dollars for 
a much better picture from a stock photography site and not have to worry about copyrights. I think a, a, a good photograph can make a difference in a presentation. It, it gives a professional feel. And especially if it's if you display it full screen, it has great impact. So I think people should evaluate this better. And if you think your presentation in the, is important, then be prepared to pay for good images. And um, so what I do personally is first I see what images PowerPoint offers free of charge, of course. If those are fine, great. If they're not there, then I go to free photo sites. If I don't find anything there, then I go to paid sites. And I'm not afraid to pay. Uh, prices of, of uh, stock photography has uh, gone down quite a bit. So um, I think it's, it's a good thing to choose the right image and we should be prepared to pay for it. I can, I can give you some sites, maybe if you want to share them, uh, free picture sites and uh, paid uh, stock photography sites that uh, I use. Sure, thank you. I have a question related to, to the images, actually, because some, what happens if you want an image that is, let's say, about a product, let's say, just giving the example of presentation, about MS Office, MS PowerPoint, what if I want a screenshot of of PowerPoint as my main image, just to give an example, is it always possible to find this in this uh, in the site that you have mentioned? Uh, screenshots are, are, are one thing. Screenshots I usually do uh, directly in PowerPoint. The, the last uh, version of PowerPoint has a screen capture uh, function built in, which is uh, quite good. I've been using it uh, a lot to capture screenshots. If you want to use uh, other things, then you must check with the manufacturer mm -hmm. if, uh, if you're allowed to use uh, um, their logo or other corporate uh, images uh, on your site or in your, your presentation. Okay, so the best way would be to, to contact the manufacturer. Yes, if it's something very specific mm -hmm. to their branding, I would say yes. Okay. Can I give you one more mistake? Oh, yes, yeah, sure. Another one is, is using the wrong chart to display data. People have lots of data, but not all charts are the same. You have to decide the message you want to present, and then you have to choose the best chart for the data and the message. For example, people use 3D, 3D charts, 3D bars, 3D pies, uh, but these should be avoided at all costs because they're very hard to read and, and sometimes misrepresent information. So there are certain rules to make uh, good charts for, for data. And actually, this is one of the parts of my training workshops that people like the most because it gives them clear guidelines as to how to make clear charts for their data. Could you give me a couple of examples of uh, speakers who you know that, that make great presentations and what makes them particularly successful? Well, how could one not mention Steve Jobs? Uh, you know, he's one of the great presenters of, us, of all times. Uh, um, so his slides are, are certainly something to, to study and, and to learn from. But let's not talk about Steve Jobs. Everybody talks about Steve Jobs <laughs> as a great presenter. So let's find somebody else. 
Another person, uh, maybe less known, um, that I've seen recently is um, a video by Jeff Weiner. Jeff Weiner is the CEO of LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. And I saw a video of his uh, presentation where he was detailing the vision, his company vision for the next 10 years. Uh, um, this happened last year. And I think we can learn a lot from him. Uh, he has a um, clear presentation structure. He has uh, simple but effective slides. And I like his charts quite a bit. They're, they're very clear. Um, his charts, uh, his slides have uh, generally one message on them, a message per slide, which is always a good thing. Uh, maybe as a speaker, I think he, he paces back and forth a bit too much, but hey, nobody's perfect. <laughs> but uh, in general, I think uh, there's something to learn from, from Jeff Weiner. Uh, another great presenter, I don't know if you know Seth Godin. Do you know Seth oh, Godin? Yes. yes, well, I think he's a great uh, speaker. Mm-hmm. He's uh, passionate, inspiring. And his slides are usually just uh, very large uh, photographs or, or, or drawings. Uh, he is a great storyteller. Uh, his uh, presentations are, in my opinion, great because they're full of real examples from real companies and, and people. So um, I like his uh, presentations and I watch his videos all the time. Yes, he's very minimalistic and full of, uh, full of images, right? Very, very simple. Yes. Great. Another thing that I notice is that uh, many people uh, upload their slides to internet as as marketing material. What is your opinion? Is it a good idea to upload the slides to the internet? Yeah, I think that uh, slide presentations, like other types of marketing materials, can be part of the content marketing strategy of, of a company. And uh, sharing things on the internet is great. I don't know, are you, are you, you're probably familiar with the slide equivalent of YouTube, which is called SlideShare, right? Sure. Yes. So that's a website full of presentations and, uh, and it's well indexed. So if you're thinking about uh, getting found, uh, content that is posted on SlideShare is, uh, is well, well indexed. And uh, I think um, you can also, um, when you upload your, your presentations to, to SlideShare, you can embed them on your website and uh, so people can see them very easily on your website. And you can see how many people have, uh, have seen them, which is also good, good information. So um, I think it's a, uh, it's a great tool. And uh, I think companies should, uh, should explore ways of, of making the most of sites like uh, SlideShare. Good. I was, uh, as we were talking about PowerPoint, I check a bit the, the history and I, I saw that the, the first version as with the name of PowerPoint was released in 1990. Wow. And as far as I know, it didn't become so, so popular, so, so widely used as today it is until then, let's say the end of 90s. And it has been used still for many, many years until today. It's very used. And there, of course, there are other, there are competitors, there are other tools. Somehow are similar. So are presentation software. But what, what are the main trends in presentations nowadays compared to, let's say, the last five years? Has anything changed? Well, I think there's um, a greater use of, uh, of photography. 
full screen size uh, photography. And uh, I think that's a, that's a good trend, like Seth Godin we were mentioning before. And there's also a trend toward uh, minimal text, uh, just, just keywords. And uh, people are trying to avoid uh, bullet lists and, and uh, uh, very dense uh, slides, which have been typical in the past. Uh, it, it's also getting easier to embed uh, videos in, in presentations. So this is increasing as well even just for short clips that, uh, that make a particular point. Uh, so um, presentations are, are um, advancing in, in, in the way they're being done. Also on, on the software side, as you said, there's, uh, there's changes. And uh, if you think about the growth of tablets and apps, uh, mm -hmm. uh, there's a trend uh, towards uh, new tools, uh, which are either to build the presentations or, or to view them. Uh, Microsoft, for example, released recently the PowerPoint app uh, completely free of charge on 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 the iPad. Uh, mm -hmm. While a few months ago it was only in uh, visualization mode, so I think that's uh, that's a good thing. And uh, um, there are other new apps for for building presentations come out all the time. I don't know. Are you familiar with Haiku Deck? Mm -hmm. Have you ever seen Haiku Deck? No, actually not. Haiku, no. Um, Haiku Deck uh, came out as a, as an iPad app only, so you could only okay. use it on an iPad. And uh, now they've um, actually uh, made um, an integration with SlideShare. So SlideShare offers a way of, of making presentations uh, directly online, and uh, it uses uh, Haiku Deck. And it's a great tool, I think. It makes it very nice presentations image-based most of the time very very easy and uh but as always uh, as you know the tool does not substitute for bad content or or, or bad structure but um there's a lot of focus on 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 presentations today Yes, I think I I missed it because I don't I don't use an iPad, but ah. I, <laughs> I have to borrow one iPad and, and have a look at this uh, this app that you have mentioned. Thank you. Alessandra. Please share with us your favorite quotation. A quotation? Wow, I love quotations. Actually, I collect them because I I have a presentation where I add all the ones that uh, that I find and uh, I show it. Uh, during uh, coffee breaks when I run my workshop. So let's see. What I like is if you can't explain it simply, you don't understand it well enough. This is by Albert Einstein. So I think it's, uh, uh, it's really true that you need to understand something very thoroughly if you want to teach it, if you want to explain it. So this is what I like. And another one is the success of your presentation will be judged not by the knowledge you send, by what, but by what the listener receives, <laughs> which is uh, an important lesson in communication. This quote is by Lily Walters, an American motivational and keynote speaker. Oh, great. Nice to hear a, a quotation about Presentation, there is a mo more modern quotation. I haven't heard this. The Einstein I had heard before was there. Okay. A great quotation. 
Alessandra, could you recommend us one book that has inspired you and you think that we should read it? Well, the first book I bought, I think, on, on presentations was Presentation Zen by, by Guy Reynolds. I think a lot of people recommend this book and uh, I, I still reference it because it gives, the, it gives you ideas. So that's certainly highly recommended. But since everybody mentions that, let me give you an alternative one, mm -hmm. which could be useful for scientific presentations. Okay. Um, there's a book uh, with the title Trees, Maps and Theorems. And uh, the author is uh, Jean-Luc Dumont. He's uh, from Belgium. And um, you can find some videos as well uh, on, on the internet from, from Jean-Luc. And uh, I think uh, it could be very useful for people who do scientific uh, presentations. Okay. Great. Is he a scientist? He is, has a PhD, I think, in, in, in physics mm -hmm. uh, from, from Stanford. But uh, right now he's uh, focused on, uh, on communication, both written and oral communication. So he's uh, uh, teaching workshops and uh, lecturing everywhere. So I think his physics has been uh, put to the side. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, I might have a look at this, at this book. Thanks. Alessandra, it's almost the end of the interview, but now I would like you to share us an, an exercise, something practical that you recommend to do it daily or weekly as a routine to shine. Okay, well, one quick thing. Before I, I do a speech or, or a presentation or a workshop, I make sure I know the words I want to use to start and to finish the presentation. That's just... Uh, something I always do, but that's not daily because I don't present daily. Mm -hmm. So on a daily level, I think um, my tip would be to, to listen to podcasts. Uh, I listen to a lot of podcasts on my iPhone. I do this uh, while I do my daily walk uh, or at home while I exercise. And I listen to podcasts on, on many topics, mm -hmm. uh, generally marketing and, and, and presentations related. And uh, I learn a lot of things. So I suggest uh, this as a routine, uh, explore podcasting and uh, find the ones you like and, uh, and listen to them. There's a lot to learn. Oh, great. Actually, I do that routine all the time. <laughs> I listen <laughs> the same podcast from many, many different topics, actually. <laughs> great, Alessandra. Uh, I, I like very much your insights about uh, company presentations and in general about communication, all the things you have been sharing with with us and now that is the end of the interview could you please tell us how our listeners can learn more about you or follow you what's the best way okay well my website is uh, called uh, slidecoaching.com my twitter handle is uh, slidecoach i am on most of the social networks so i'd love to hear from you if you're listeners and i also offer a, a free slide check so if you go to my website you can uh, uh, write to me and uh, send me a presentation. I will give you three tips to, to improve it. Oh, that's absolutely great. <laughs> Thank you, Alessandra, and have a nice day. Thank you, Oscar. I look forward to more good episodes on, of uh, your podcast. Oh, thank you very much. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye-bye. Dear listeners of Time to Shine, this is the end of today's episode. If you like our show, 
please subscribe to our podcast in iTunes, Stitcher, or for more information, visit our website www.timetoshinepodcast.com. Welcome to listen to us again next week.